Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. Last week, I talked about toxic money mindset and how to figure out whether you have one. If you're not making the money you want to make in your business, it could be because you have a toxic money mindset. All the tactics in the world won't override a toxic money mindset. Now, some beliefs we recognize are clearly toxic. Like, for instance, if I told you I'm worthless as an entrepreneur, you would be able to clearly identify that that's a toxic thought, right? That's a toxic mindset. So that's pretty universally clear that we shouldn't believe that. There's no question that's toxic. But there are other things you might believe that seem pretty innocent and maybe even noble sometimes. So what are some of the things you've believed that seemed noble or seemed innocent Now, those are a lot more subtle. So you might have a tough time coming up with something specific, some specific example right off the top of your head. But here are just a a few that I've seen from my clients. I just want to prove my brain wrong that I can't do it. So this is one where my client had previously believed that she never reached her goals and that she couldn't do it and she was she had this thought that i just want to prove my brain wrong that sounds pretty innocent right another one if it's easy it must not be worthwhile that seems fairly innocent but what if something feels easy to you and doesn't feel easy to somebody else that doesn't mean it's not worthwhile and if it's easy to you and you do it and all everything that you do is easy then maybe your brain is going to believe that everything you, nothing you do is worthwhile so it seems innocent enough but it could also be toxic another one if i'm content with what i have i won't be driven to do more this is a pretty common one And so that's the one I'm going to talk about today. I'm Jill Wright. I'm a money mindset coach. I expose the lies women tell themselves about money and help them build a secure relationship with money so they can free themselves to build the business they love and that they're proud of. Now, the last thought that I just mentioned, if I'm content, I won't work hard. Or if I'm content with what I have, I won't be driven to do more. That is a lie. And I've seen this one come up time and time again. The truth is that you'll work to get what you want, regardless of whether or not you're content. You'll work to get what you want when you understand why you want it and you like your reasons. A scarcity mindset doesn't produce results. So having a scarcity mindset of I don't have enough is not what will produce results. You can be content and still want to produce a result that you don't have, that you don't need to have because you're content. So belief in the result is what produce you want, what produces results. Belief in a result that you actually want is what produces results, regardless of what you already have. 
And when you have a limited mindset driven by scarcity, the underlying beliefs driving the scarcity mindset are also driving you to produce more scarcity because this is what your brain will be looking for. And what your brain looks for is what it finds. So whatever your brain believes, it will find evidence for. So if you're solving for X and X is scarcity, your result will be more scarcity. Now, one of my clients with that had a scarcity mindset spent several months trying to fill her practice. Now, I think without a scarcity mindset, she could have filled it in a matter of a month, maybe two. But she spent several months trying to do this. She was getting lots of interest in what she had to offer. She had a very engaged audience. But somehow she seemed to always fall short. No matter what she did, she was never content with her results. That They always fell short of what she wished she had done or what she thought she should have done. But it was all scarcity thinking. She never had enough. She was solving for enough, but it would never be enough because she didn't establish what enough looked like for her. And when it wasn't enough, she always had evidence that she wasn't doing it right, that it wasn't working, and so on and so on and so on. So we had to find the lies that she was believing that caused her to keep falling short. And there were a lot of little white lies that we found. Lies like, none of my consults show up. I don't control whether my consults show up. So we exposed this lie and we worked on questioning it. And eventually more consults started showing up. And the ones that didn't show up were no longer a problem to her. She used that time to give them value ahead of time, and she was content with her results. And that's when she noticed that some consults rescheduled and then showed up, and some even signed up for her program. Now, once we got that lie taken care of, her brain convinced her to believe another lie. How convenient. So this next lie was none of the consults that show up can afford the program because my price is too high. So we exposed that lie and we worked on questioning it. And then she got better at coaching on money objections. We worked through all of that. And she started signing more consults. Then her brain found another explanation. So each time, you see the pattern here? Each time we exposed and scrutinized a a little white lie, her brain would go and find another way to convince her to sabotage her success. It would convince her to not do what she wanted to do, right? Because she was always, she was never content with what she already had. Now, finally, we ended up exposing an underlying belief that was driving all of those smaller little white lies. And the reason her brain kept finding all of these little white lies was because it was trying to find an explanation that was consistent with this larger underlying belief. And so when we expose these little white lies, they're usually an indicator that there's a larger underlying belief that sits underneath all of them. So it's why our brain keeps coming up with all of these other explanations and you'll stay stuck until you uncover that underlying, that larger underlying belief. 
So that's what I helped her do. And that's when she started consistently signing clients that eventually filled her practice. So when we looked, you know, we kept finding all of these little white lies. What ended up happening is we saw this pattern and it triggered us to look for this larger underlying belief that all of these little white lies were supporting. So what little white lies are you believing and what larger underlying belief are they there to support? I can help you expose the white lies and the larger underlying beliefs that keep you from making the money you want to make as a coach. So let me help you expose the lies and uncover the truth that will set you free to sign more clients, help more people, and make more money because you are made for more. Are you wondering what other lies you're believing? Go check out my new book, Money Lies, The Sneaky Way Your Brain Sabotages Success in Your Business. In my book, which is a quick read, by the way, about an hour and a half, I share the 10 most common lies my clients fall for that keep them from making more money. Now, I'll put the US link in the show notes, but you can also search for Money Lies on Amazon and find it there. Now, I'll be back next week exposing another money lie. I'll see you soon.